Welcome to Mel's Weekly Waffles. Well, what a hell of a week it's been this week. This week was knee replacement week and today is day five on knee replacement week. Now, no amount of watching YouTube videos or following other people's stories online could ever prepare you for how truly awful the first week after a full knee replacement feels. I thought I knew what to expect, but man, I seriously underestimated how hard this would be. So I'm going to take through it one day at a time, and like I say, today is day five. So day zero, the morning of the operation, I was trying to stay positive, but frankly I was crying inside at the mountain of rehab that I knew would have post-op, and how disabled that I would be for such a long time. I don't do disabled too well. I had a shower in chlorhexidine. Yuck it's an antiseptic thing and I was allowed to have toast but before 7.30 and that was it I took a picture of my knees before the operation and I'm wearing a sweepstake as to whether I've got more or less staples in there than the previous op which was an ACL replacement back in 1997 and on that occasion I had 34 now looking at this um, wound dressing now obviously it's not been uncovered yet but i believe it's longer but I'm hoping it's over the top of the previous scar rather than giving me tram lines so whether it's longer and more staples or not I just don't know we'll have to wait and see I've got to have them taken out in 12 days time so that's the end of next week so back to day zero the admission into a New Zealand hospital was quite odd it must be a Kiwi thing, or maybe hospitals have changed in the 25 years since I was last in one. But after admission, I was left in a waiting room with a lot of other people that were scheduled for an operation that day. All sorts of operations, because there's only two um, wards in the hospital, uh, medical and surgical. So who knows what all the other people are sitting there for. Um, but I can say I was the only person who needed to have a knee replacement or joint replacement because I was the only person in the room who had to have the chair disinfected before I sat down on it and covered in sheets. Apparently this is normal because infection is the biggest risk that um, to disrupt a knee replacement um, and they go all out with infection risks as well. So the operation was about two and two hours 45 minutes long and I was the first one on the list taken in at one o'clock. My original intention had been, as you heard in my previous podcast, to be fully awake with a spinal anaesthetic. Um, they wheeled me into the theatre and then I had to climb up onto the operating table, myself sitting on the edge of the, of the operating table, which seemed really weird because I've never been alert and on two feet walking into an operating theatre before. Um, and then I had to sit on the edge, arch my lumbar spine so they could get the spinal anaesthetic needle in. In only a few minutes, I'd already lost the feeling of my feet, and when I was asked to swing my legs round up onto the table, I actually couldn't, and they had to lift them. There was then a lot of adjustments to be made for the two armrests and foot, the footrest and the stirrup and all that sort of thing, and foot plate. Um, my leg had to be bent up to about 90 degrees to get maximum exposure to both the femur and the tibia. So this was a lot of twiddling around. They kept sliding me up and down the table to get this leg um, rest in place and because of the length of my leg. And it all, all of this adjustments and stuff took about 30 minutes. They then put a tourniquet on my leg and the middle of my quad. Um, that, I'm assuming, is to reduce blood flow whilst they're operating. Um, and that all, so that would imagine surgery started perhaps about one thirty. So, um, 
My original plan had been to stay awake, but a series of unfortunate events involving a formal complaint in the days leading up to surgery meant that unfortunately I was too distressed to be able to remain awake and listen to the surgery take place because this formal complaint was raised by a medical staff two minutes before the surgery and the anaesthetist was actually quite um, worried about how distressed I became so we had to go for partial sedation so unfortunately I didn't get my original plan which was to listen into the operation um, I remember snippets of the surgery but nothing meaningful enough to be able to relay so they said told me that the surgery took about 2 hours 45 minutes and then wheeled me into the uh, recovery and then straight back to the ward once my arms were all right. The plan was to have me on IV fentanyl, short-acting, which meant I also had to remain attached to oxygen for the first few days. I had no feeling from the chest down and was given a catheter, therefore, which was really quite pleasant. Uh, the spinal anaesthetic was gradually wore off. They kept coming back and checked, checking my arms every 30 minutes and to see where the sensation was up to now so they could work out when to start giving me the pain meds once I'd got feeling back right the way down to my toes. Um, and it had all completely worn off by the following morning. Oh, by the way, my new knee is made by Smith & Nephew, apparently. And I tried to ask them for a picture of it, but they told me it wasn't possible. This is a shame. I'm still trying to chase pictures of the x-ray. Um, I'm going to pursue that because I'd like to see the pre- and post-surgery x-rays. That'd be quite cool. So, day one, post-op. Day one, I struggled with a low blood pressure all day long and also meds-related nausea. The li that limited really what I could do, despite the physios... That, but despite that, the physios kept coming round to my bed um, to get the bend going on whilst I laid in bed. I uh, sat on the edge of the bed, used a frame to walk very briefly, but I wasn't able to stand up for very long. I felt far too sick and, it, and there was a massive risk of blackouts due to my low blood pressure, so they returned me to the bed pretty fast. So day one triumphs, although I was not able to lift the leg myself, she held it up, lifted my leg up off the bed and I was able to hold it up briefly. Uh, which apparently is awesome for day one. Um, and she managed to get a rolled up towel behind my knee. So I've already got a bend going on, even though I can't move. The seizing up of the joint is the biggest danger with this op. Day two, post-op. The IV pain relief had to be removed because it was making me too sick. That meant that although I started to feel a bit better, the pain, of course, was way worse. Because I had moments of feeling a touch better, they were able to get me up and on crutches and walk a short loop of the ward, plus sit in a chair, albeit very briefly, as a monster bruise forming on the back of my hamstring and sitting on the chair actually really hurt the back of my leg. So then they got me a CPM machine to keep the joint moving whilst I was too unwell. That means continuous passive movement. So your leg goes into a frame and it's on a piston and it bends and straightens your leg for you. Um, which actually really helps because I don't think I would have gotten out as fast without that. Um, rough night on day two, the pain reached a full-blown 10 out of 10. And on top of that, a new neighbour who was snoring really, really loudly was really pissing me off. The lovely nurse wheeled me down to the TV room because the ward was completely full and left me down there overnight uh, so that I could at least get some peace even if the pain was preventing sleep. So I have to thank that lovely nurse. Day three. This day, I was told that my discharge was dependent on how much flexion I was able to achieve 
on the knee joint, which needed to be 80 to 90 degrees. This felt like an insurmountable mountain because of how I was currently feeling. And the knee was starting to swell up like a mother right now. Um, but it was way enough motivation to start myself um, inflicted pain exercises immediately. However, I was given a horrid time on the pain meds um, and they still weren't working and I was constantly vomiting and it was rendering me unable to do anything. Enough was enough. At the 8am oxycodone, um, which is an opiate I, that I took, was going to be the last one I decided. I slept off the remainder of the nasty side effects which had also extended to muscle tremors and skin rashes which added to the dizziness and constant nausea or and uh, constipation but now I was also battling yet another side effect. Yeah, the constipation. I was not even able to keep the meds down that were trying to alleviate this. This was my tipping point. I actually couldn't take it anymore. So by two o'clock the oxy had worn off and I started to feel a bit better. I had a lot of arguments with a lot of medical staff for the rest of the day about the decision to stop taking the oxy. They said there was no way I'd be able to cope without pain meds. I reminded them, because most of them were way too young to even have ever had this operation, that someone who's been waiting for a joint replacement has most likely been in intensive pain for a number of years. So pain, I can do. Sickness, I cannot do. That was actually the turning point. I started to feel gradually better and was able to walk up laps of the ward twice and felt my walking getting better and better each time I practised. Now I noticed that the joint itself was not the cause of the pain, it was the surrounding muscles more so. This is totally different pain to the bone-on-bone -bone pain you feel each and every day whilst waiting for surgery. I was up, up and away. This decision to stop the drugs was the, t uh, the time I started to see the light at the end of the tunnel. In summary, a lot more pain, but a lot less nausea, so this has got to be a plus. Day 4 post-op. This was a pretty special day, as I was allowed to have a seated shower first thing, and I was starting to feel much better, aside from the stomach pains, and I went for three strolls of the ward, each one getting better than the last. I was focusing really hard to try and bend the knee and lift it, my leg and pull it through, but it's really, really painful. And I had to, I got a video of each day I walked so that I could look and compare to the last because I needed evidence that there was make, I was making progress. The physio cleared me after seeing me walking and managed to achieve an, an 85 degree bend. So then it was a waiting game to see if the rest of the team would allow me to be discharged. I got the notification at 4pm and yes, I was good to go. I was so happy. This has already been a tougher ride than I could ever have imagined. But to get past the first benchmark really meant a lot to me. As, as did the first night in my own bed, even if it did include less sleep than usual. It did not, however, please Mark so much, who left the hospital um, half an hour before, saying he was off to the pub to watch the rugby and to not call him till 930 <laughs> So I agreed to go and sit in the in the in the pub with him, let him watch the All Blacks game as long as I could keep my leg elevated, and all was well. Kiwi was pleased to see me too. She clearly missed me because she she we shut her out of the room in case she jumped on my leg in the night. But she persistently scratched the door until I had to get up for a slow motion bathroom stop. So I decided to let her in on the way back. Day five post-op. The first day waking up in my own home. The first day where I could lift money up from the hill slides. The first day I could lift my leg up forwards as I walked. 
The first day I woke up in my own bed. I was so happy I cried. I'm not sure I'm not quite understood. Don't be misled though. The narcotics withdrawal symptoms are horrendous and oxycodone withdrawal is apparently very like heroin withdrawal. So that alone is enough to make me feel like crap. Never mind everything else. But I will keep ticking off all of the tiny triumphs, crying tears of pain through the physio exercises and keep working on the flexion, the single most painful exercise of all of them. And I'm sure all the tiny triumphs will keep coming. I still can't sit in the front of a car. I still can't walk all that fast, but I'm getting there very slowly. By the way, I tried this morning, five days post-op, to see if I could do, still do the get up off the floor move that I'd asked, been asked to demonstrate pre-op and I did it one day before the operation. A lot of people commented that I was making it look too easy and how could it possibly be that easy? Um, I How would I know I hadn't had the operation? So I redid re that today in the living room with Mark here just in case I couldn't get up off the floor. And good news, I can still do that same move five days post-op. So that's, I'm pleased about that, just in case I fall over. So that is all my news. It's quite enough news. And I'm going to go and sit down and get some ice. Have a fabulous weekend. Mm -hmm.